Hi, this is Bill. And this is Anastas. And we are the Uncommonwealth Podcast. Before we move any further, I want to give a quick warning about our dirty potty mouths. It's like diarrhea. Uh, yeah, wow. It's very apt. It's just yep. there, it's lingering, and it's <laughs> lingering in the air is our swears. And it's a sign of a deeper issue with the bowels, really. Yeah, it's IBS, maybe. <laughs> um, probably get it checked out. But it's fine. I could shit through a screen door without oh, hitting a hole. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, Bill, we can't do this. We're never going to get listeners doing this. My grandfather the, used to say that. Did it use That's a really detailed way to describe it. Yeah. I, he was um, an interesting man. If you listen to the show and you have children around, make sure to <laughs> screen, especially for things like what Bill just said, because then you'll get little Jimmy going, I'm Mom and Dad, person. what is. What does shitting through a screen mean? <laughs> can you describe it? Can you show me? Dad, can I? I want to know. Oh, man. Um, oh, I snorted. So, so Bill, what's what's today's episode going to be on? Um, something that's not quite as funny as shit through a screen. <laughs> it's the Pence Creek Massacre. This is not a well-known event, but one that's incredibly important in Pennsylvania history. Um, it really helped to shape the way the colony was formed and run after the mid-18th century, um, after 1755. We're, we're going to goof, but people died. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And and it had big implications. A lot of big implications. Higher groups of people. Yeah. But it's a really interesting topic, uh, one that's pretty near and dear to me. Mm-hmm. Um, You're the expert on this, aren't you? Well, I don't know if I... You're the expert. At one point, maybe, when I was a senior in college, it was my senior thesis topic, and nobody had written on it in, like, 50 years or more, like, since, like, 1952. Which is odd, considering it happened in the back uh, in the backyard of that, of that college, right. right? Yeah, it was right by the university. Um, the creek has shifted its course a little bit. Oh, hmm. I didn't know that. Something that we will do for this episode is post maps on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter to yeah. show how or where things are mm-hmm. rather might maybe if you have the opportunity and you're a little confused uh, while listening to this episode pull up a map on your own certain place names have changed but most will refer to them by the original name and the current name uh, to make sure that you can find it right and if you're ever in the area there's a couple markers yeah yeah there's a couple markers they're uh, they're neat there's a couple there's a neat museum for one of the locations yeah, good stuff. So, Bill, you know what? Let's let's just get right into it. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's get right into it. Yeah. So uh, the the massacre is part of a long and detailed part of world history called the Seven Years' War. Um, Alternatively, the French and Indian War. Yeah. Um, that name's not really in vogue anymore. Mm. I think because of the connotations of the word Indian. I like to call it the OG World War One. You're not wrong. Honestly, it was a global conflict, and nobody really thinks about that here. Well, we I feel like we don't talk about yeah. the French and Indian or Seven Years' War. I'm going to use them interchangeably, honestly. Yeah. Um, I'll probably just say French and Indian. Yeah, I think from here on out, because we're going to be referring specifically to the North American theater. Hmm. But nobody talks about it in school. Do you no. remember learning much about it? I Because uh, usually when you talk about North American history, you, you kind of fast forward from Plymouth Rock to the revolutionary right. war right whereas this event or this war kind of was the precursor to to different i don't want to say the revolution happening 
Well, but I wouldn't it, say it's it, not. It, it laid some groundwork, and it definitely laid groundwork for the outcome. Right. Especially with regards to militarization of the colonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were used to fighting at that point. Yeah. They were fought in their own homes and outside of them, or mm-hmm. in their own communities. And they also like didn't get the support from the English that they really wanted. No, that they needed. They did need. Um, yeah. And a lot of that was because it was a global war. And yeah. The money wasn't there. And well, yeah. you get it. Yeah, get we'll, it. we'll get into that. So the French and Indian War was from 1754 to 1763, actually a little longer than seven years. It was basically France versus Britain. Yeah. And it was fought on all different kinds of theaters via colonial proxies. Right. Um, the French, you know, it, well, we're going to talk about the North American theaters. So in, in, in North America, the French enlisted the help of Native Americans surely due to a numbers game so the french used the native american outposts as training posts right their goal wasn't to build communities they're fur trappers they're fur trappers yeah versus the british which their whole goal was to have colonies right plantations was huge exactly and plantations require a lot more groundwork a lot more detailed communities right than a trapping system and more land more land, definitely. And we'll see land comes up a lot. Yeah. Some of these numbers are maybe a little off, but roughly 60,000 French settlers were in North America, mostly in Canada, mm-hmm. as you would guess, because of Quebec, compared to 2 million British It's a settlers. big difference. Yeah. So it's as you can difference. see, as you can see, it's like 300. You can get 60,000 people in Beaver Stadium mm, yeah, and yeah, not yeah. fill it. Yeah. It would look pretty empty. Yeah, it would. It yeah. would. That's... There's... 47,000 more that gets filled. pretty wild. That's, think about yeah. It. As you can see, the French needed to enlist the help of Native Americans. France eventually lost the war. Right. Uh, and as a result, they had, to, they had to give up a lot of their settlements east of, the, uh, east of the Mississippi. And of course, this set up France's involvement in the Revolutionary War. They kind of sought to avenge their defeat and also further weaken the British Empire. For the Brits, this was... It was a big waste of money. <laughs> it was a big waste. I mean, they looked at the American colonies as a big waste of money yeah. for a while. Well, they doubled their debt just by this war. Right. And it's, it's like going to college. Yeah, it's it's like going to a very expensive college for six years. Yeah. Realizing at the end of it, you probably shouldn't have gone as an English major like I did. <laughs> uh, but a, a big, more poignant point and more relevant point to today's podcast is... The impact it had on the Native American communities, yeah, and how having the French lose really set them up for um, for a really bad time later on. This is a good part part to kind of set up the sides. On the British side, you had different Native American tribes, but mainly the Iroquois Nation, right? And the six nations are the mm-hmm. Oneida, the Onondaga, the Mohawk, Mohawk, Cayuga. Yep. Ticonderoga? Uh, let me double... I think so. We I know there's so, there's some, there's a nation that comes in later. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, the Lenape. They the came Lenape. in later. Yeah, right. but I don't think they were... I don't know if they were... Like I don't think they're considered... Of this I, I think they're more like a subjugate. They're just in the area. Yeah. Yeah. The Tus- Tuscarora? Tuscarora. And the Seneca people? Yeah. Seneca. Yeah, Seneca people. Okay. Um, and they controlled land in Canada through New England and New York all the way down to Central... What... Is now central Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. um, what was then the frontier of Pennsylvania. Yeah. They had Shimokan settlement 
uh, in what is now modern day Sunbury, actually. Hmm. Um, Pretty confusing considering the town of Shimokan. It is really confusing that there is a town of Shimokan that's a little farther uh, out 61. Yeah. But that is the way it was, it is. And at that location, it was a, it was a big settlement. It, like it was pretty much a modern day city. Mm-hmm. Chief Shikalimi, which my high school was named for. Um, oh yeah, I've driven past that. Yeah, yeah. He was the vicegerent, which meant he was the overseer of all the tribes in that region. And that he was in, the don. He was the don. Yeah, and he was pretty instrumental in keeping the peace. He was, I don't think, afraid of flexing Native American muscle. Yeah, but he valued peace he thought it was important he and conrad weiser who was a german but worked for the proprietary government which i'm going to explain in a minute here which blew my mind yeah it's i I don't think a lot of people know about it no but he and conrad weiser worked really hard and really long at keeping the peace between the native american settlement or excuse me the native americans and the settlers yeah and as bill's gonna detail for us it was boiling over yeah it was it was a pot on the raging inferno honestly just to explain i said proprietary government so pennsylvania is kind of weird as we've noticed noted many times in this podcast right from the outset it's pens it's pen the pen family running things they are the proprietor and then they had lieutenant governors and then an assembly whereas most other colonies had Governors. They just had governors. Um, and this was due to the special relationship between the Penn family and the crown. Because William Penn... We should do an episode on just Penn We should soon. do that. Yeah. I'm yeah. Just, you know what? We... Let's... You, you want to do that right now? No. No? You want to do that right now? No. <laughs> I want to do this. I got really excited <laughs> for this. Um, uh, fair enough. So the running of the colony is different than, like, say, Maryland or Virginia or New York. Right. But just to get that out right away... Yeah, so, and I appreciate that too. I mean, it, it really sets up a difference between the different. I, I don't want to say the word corruption, but a little a, nepotism, there's, there's maybe. A there's a different there's, viewpoint. There's a different feel. It's because like the pens are like, well, and they are still Quakers all throughout, so That's they true. value peace very much. Mm-hmm. But I do think they got a little lazy. Yeah, honestly, and they were just like, well, things will be fine. Everything's fine. William Penn set it up, and we're just going to keep doing what he said to do, which is like keep kind of hands off and let the assembly and the lieutenant governor run things. And I think it, it does show like, cause some of these governors are just like, we're going to, or lieutenant governors rather are just out there. Like we're just going to do this and that thing. We're just going to buy people off and we're going to, you know, here's some gunpowder and a couple pipes and, and all's forgiven. Yeah. We're, and we, Oh, we didn't give the land back. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Do you want the land for the, for the boxes of bread and liquor? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Do we say the date of the massacre? Not yet. It was October 16, 1755. So we're going to jump back 22 years before to June 19th, 1733. And the reason I'm jumping this far back is to show that like things were near a breaking point for a long time. And it's honestly shocking how long the peace was held. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, th- 22 years. And later we'll see even longer. But there, so there was a meeting between Shikalimi and the proprietary government in Philadelphia. Um, this meeting was over rights of Native Americans in PA regarding the killing of citizens both ways. I think we should be clear here that murders were happening in the frontier both ways. Um, they were more sporadic than other places, but it's still 
It's land disputes. It's land disputes. Yeah. It's probably more violent in the Pennsylvania frontier than the Wild West was. Because little known, there's not that many recorded deaths in the Wild West. And the shootout at the OK Corral was like six people died, I think. It was only six, really? So, it's something like that. And it's like the most violent gunfight ever in the West. Oh, we got them beat down easy. Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> but so they met to talk about rights over killing... Uh, the killing of citizens mm-hmm. because Schickling wanted to make sure that everybody was treating, being treated equally. He was given assurances that the government would stick by their earlier statements that if a white man kills a white man, he'll be punished. If a white man kills a native American, I think they probably said Indian. Probably. They definitely said Indian. 110%. They will be punished. If an Indian kills a white man, they will be punished. If an Indian kills an Indian, they'll be punished. Mm-hmm. Like that was the, and I, I used Indian because that's how they was me. Right. That was what they told Shiklimi. And he believed them. He took them at their word. But later in the day, he met with them and he brought up uh, some murders that happened. And he was like, I want to go look into this. And they would only... Or excuse me. He, he said he wanted to look into it. And they said they were going to send their own justices out and sheriffs out to investigate it. And he could tag along, but he'd have no official authority to do anything. So it really sets up an unequal relationship right away. Right off the bat. And I'm, I have a feeling this was this way for a long time. And this is just one of the recorded instances of it that I was able to find. Mm-hmm. And then later in the same day, he brings up a land dispute. There's this guy, John Harris. He was a pretty prominent plantation owner. Um, he lived in the Carlisle area. Uh, what is now Carlisle. Actually, it was Carlisle then too as well, I think. It's oh. a pretty, pretty old town. Cool. But he built this huge farm system. And <laughs> Shikalini did what he was supposed to do. And rather than a, have an attack happen, he went to Philly and said, he's approached into our land. He's broken the agreements. The walking agreement was that as far as Pennsylvanians could walk, they would get that much land. And they had like runners out there. Was, so like that much land in like a day? Yeah. So it was supposed to be one person, but they had runners like positioned out. Uh, to get him far, yeah. yeah. Uh, but even then, he was beyond that point. So yeah, the fraudulent walking treaty was a big deal. <laughs> but they, he, Shikalimi came in, and they just sent him away with basically a pat on the on the head and said, "Hey, kid, get on out of here. We'll take care of it." What they did was they gave him four pounds of gunpowder, eight pounds of lead, two gallons of rum, fourteen pounds of bread, six pounds of to- tobacco, and a dozen pipes. It, it, they're trying to buy them off. Yeah. They're, they're definitely... It's setting up an unequal relationship. They are taking... It, it's racial paternalism. Yeah. Well, instead of going and adjusting the land and, and fixing the actual cause of the dispute, it's here's some trinkets. Right. I, I don't I don't know about the situation in terms of the need for bread or the need for gunpowder, but, but it's very clearly not the purpose. It's not of, what he was there for. Exactly. I don't think I never found an instance of Harris being punished for this either. Okay, so it, essentially, it's just buying off. Harris yep. is going to keep the land. Harris isn't isn't even going to be acknowledged as right. doing something wrong. That's just like you said, not an even playing field. Yeah, I don't know if Shikalimi accepted it just because he was keeping the peace, or if he was worried about the military power of Pennsylvania. Probably a little bit of everything. Yeah, nobody wants to. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. Most people don't want to invite war. Mm-hmm. Another seven years. On August 6th in 1740, uh, there's another meeting. It's t- between Thomas Penn, who was the proprietor at this time, 
Uh, Lieutenant Governor George Thomas, Shiglimi again representing the Iroquois, Sassoonan re representing the Delaware. Now, the Delaware were in central Pennsylvania as well. They are a, a nation in their own right. They were also a pretty warlike nation, more so than the Iroquois. Well, more so than the Iroquois at this point in time, I should say. Right. They had come in and pushed out the Susquehannocks from central PA, what or what is now central PA. Um, it's what, part of where the Susquehanna River gets its name, is the Susquehannock tribe. Gotcha. And is Delaware uh, synop uh, synonymous with the Lenape as well? or I don't think so. I believe they might be a subsection of it. Gotcha. I'm assuming because of the Delaware River. Right. Yeah. Right. And Comrade Weiser was there to represent the frontiersmen. This was an attempt to keep the relations strong by the Euro-Americans. Hmm. Governor Thomas, or Lieutenant Governor Thomas, rather, made direct references to the French at this meeting. So you, they're feeling the pressure. They're yeah. feeling the pinch. Um, he said something along the lines of, I hope you don't believe the false tales that strangers are telling you and that you would never pick up arms against us. Like, <laughs> he was not subtle. No. Well, especially when you think about what they were being warned against. About right. losing their land, about losing right. the power they have, which was already occurring. Right. They've already been pushed farther west than they want to be. Mm -hmm. And they're probably almost Allegheny by this point. He reminds them of all the gifts they've been given by the English, which is super shitty, dude. Oh, yeah. It's, you remember that time I got you that bread? Right. Yeah. Hey, do you like that gunpowder? Don't use it against me, though. <laughs> do you want to get liquored up, dude? Yeah. Like, you want to smoke this peace pipe, have some rum, and chill. Can I keep the land, though? Like, yeah, but like we're not gonna. It's it's, it's equal, right? It's incredibly shitty when you think about like it's fucked up. When you think about the fact that they're looking to maintain the peace, looking to maintain their lands, and they're slowly being chipped away by these people that are trading alcohol yeah. and trading gunpowder and bread for huge swaths of land. Right. This I'm gonna say Pennsylvania does not come off good in this. Podcast. We always come off in this good, episode. Not in this. Not moment. in this episode. There's yeah. issues. Then another ten years in 1750. There's a meeting in, and I should say, Shiklomi dies in 48, and all of a sudden oh, there's okay. a steep so there's, decline. There's a shift in, yeah. in maintaining order, yeah. and, and even Conrad Weiser doesn't want to deal with other. Like he doesn't want to deal with Sassoonan of the Delaware. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to deal with other chieftains. He, like, it's just when Shiklomi dies, I mean, 48 to 55 is not that long a time. No. No, so. you, that, that's a pretty rapid decline there. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a good point to bring up. If I'm one of the North American um, settlers, my whole goal is to chip away as much as possible. Right. To get as much land as I can without causing the damage. So the, you, you could probably see the writing on the wall. I'm, I'm assuming... Chiglimi was getting up there in age. Was did, yeah, did he, die he was, he was an old man when he died. Yeah, so you could probably just imagine them looking at the situation and thinking, do we have a backup plan? Right. I don't think they had a backup plan. They definitely <laughs> did not have a backup plan. So in 1750, there's another meeting. There Actually, there's several. So there's June 7th. Uh, it's in Cumberland County. And the meeting is run by Richard Peters, it's, who was the secretary of the colonial government. This was just a routine meeting. They had these occasionally mm -hmm. to... Just kind of try and keep the peace. Right. But in this one, Native Americans cited grievances dating back to 1721 of land encroachment. So they kept a tally. They kept a tally. <laughs> like, they knew what you're was going on. You're not going to forget that kind of... You, like well, you said, they got pushed, pushed off out, your homes. out to Allegheny, for Christ's right. sake. That's, They're in Ohio at this point. Yeah. Uh, that's wild. Yeah. Fuck Ohio. So, this... There's a really... It, <laughs> Sorry. Fuck guys. <laughs> Cleveland, What? What? 
So this led to a really um, kind of infamous occurrence in Pennsylvania. And there's a town named after it now. Burnt Cabins. There's a Burnt Cabins the, in the town? Yep. Hmm. Well, well, I'm sure, well, I guess maybe we'll, we'll get to it right now. Yeah. So the response from the lieutenant or the proprietary government was the Penn who was in charge, which I think I believe was Thomas Penn at this point still, hmm. ordered the cabins to be burnt. He sent Conrad Weiser and a couple other sheriffs and justices out there and he had them burn all the cabins to the ground. Damn. And now it's the Burnt Cabins incident. It's and not bur- very Quaker-like, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, so he, shitty. He let him get out of there. Uh, he, was in, he was a nice arsonist. Yeah. <laughs> nice arsonist. The smiling arsonist. <laughs> but this is where you start to see the frontier identity built in opposition come in. The frontiersmen are like, what the fuck are you doing? These are our homes. And like you were just saying, like they're out there trying to get theirs. I get mm-hmm. it. It's super shitty. But you can see where everybody's just trying to do the best they can in a really bad situation. Maintain their peace. Right. But they distance themselves from the Philadelphia elites. They think they can't rely on them. And I, I, I say elites because that's how they would have the, the, the ruling class. Yeah. I mean, and they were. That's where they, they were, were based elites. out of. Yeah. yeah. So they don't think they can rely on Philadelphia for anything. They don't think they'll get troops up there if there's attacks. Mm-hmm. They don't think that they are on, that Philadelphia is on their side. Them against the world, basically. Right. Um, which I sometimes think feel like is an identity that's still in P- Central PA. Like, we are us, you are not. I think that's a lot of places. Right. But it's just interesting that, you know, we're, we're Frontiers people. We're not Native Americans. We're Frontiers people. We're not Philadelphians. You're, they're on an island, basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And there's hostility all around, they think. Right. Then on July 2nd in 1750, so just not even a month later... Um, Lieutenant Governor James Hamilton is informed of two murders on the PA Virginia border, uh, which at that point the map was very different. Yeah, Virginia and PA border—they're um, both bigger. Virginia's bigger, I should say. PA is not quite as big as it is now. Actually, it's it's starting to define those lines. You got that weird Maryland tail just not right. there, basically. Yeah, That's part of exactly. At that point, he sends a letter out to members of the Six Nations, the Shawnees, and the Delaware. Mm-hmm. Um, that to attack members of any colony was to attack members of all colonies. Because what happened was two Virginia traders had, I think, sold something fraudulent or maybe it was like over a horse or something. Oh, this horse was lame. The lame <laughs> horse. Got to destroy it. <laughs> so they, they, they... It's not a funny situation. I'm no, sorry. <laughs> like, I mean, we got to have a couple goofs. Yeah. That wasn't a very good goof, It was though. a really bad goof. Yeah. So they killed... They, they killed the traders. And he writes a letter saying, like, you can't attack any white man, basically. This is where Native Americans, like, they don't quite, they don't see the colonies as a homogenous whole. Which, mm-hmm. honestly, they weren't at this point. They were all run pretty separately. Right. But they see, like, they don't understand why Pennsylvania government would be mad that the Virginians were killed. Because in their mind, it's different nations, It's a different basically. nation, yeah. It just, yeah. just says they had their different tribes. Right. There's no treaties around. Right. And see, Hamilton sees them as all the same. Right. He's like, oh, it's just they're Indian savages. Right. Which is not the case at all. Yeah, they, they have their own sophisticated governments that right. are very separate from one another. And um, yeah, that, that kind of miscommunication really... Like, he, he ruined an alliance with the Twaiti or Miami nation. Right. Um, they're Ohio-based. Like Miami, Ohio. Miami, Ohio. Miami, Ohio yeah. yeah. 
But he ruined because he just couldn't trust him. There were there was rumors, like just rumors, not even facts, that there were Twaiti Nation was four different tribes. Two of them wanted to ally with PA, the other two didn't, and he just couldn't trust them. So they they eventually joined the French. Hmm. And that that's where we see the big influence of the French in the area where they are supporting the different tribes because they're right. just their own business. Right. They have no they have no intention of, of taking land. They don't have as much skin in the game. No. No, not at all. And and if if they have um, any issues with the land, it's going to be on the British side, honestly. Yeah. So <laughs> like they're going to be like, you're clearing away all this forest land. I'm just trying to get that good, good beaver fur. Trying to get that nice beaver fur. And, oh, man. Bill. Yep. Jesus, Bill. <laughs> yep. Fuck you, Bill. Stuck that in there, huh? <laughs> you, got, you got me you, going. You uh, like a little... Uh, let's... No, let's not beaver get... Beaver pelt? Bill. Uh... But to go to go back though, if you think about it, that's it goes back to that nineteen uh, seventeen forty yeah um, warning of don't go up to the French because the British could see it happening right like they knew it was happening they yeah. the British did not <laughs> really do themselves any favor favors because they just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and part of that's because two million people yeah they they, they felt like they could do that yeah um, so should we get to the massacre. Yeah, let's let's get into it. Yeah, so crack into it like a slim jim, like a slim snap jim. into it, not cracking, slapping, snapping, snap into a snap into a slim jim. So, <laughs> so October sixteenth, seventeen fifty five, the Delaware um, Native Americans attacked the settlement of Penn's Creek, which is on the west bank of the Susquehanna River. It's it's near where Seals Grove is now. It's a tributary, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it is. It's exactly a tributary. Yeah, it's by it was it wasn't called Seals Grove at the time, was it? That's, no, that's what it would eventually. When Governor Sealan yeah moves there and yeah, and so the very first casualty was a farmer by the name of Jean Jean Jacques Leroy, which sounds super French. Yeah, it was kind of confusing. The point. He yeah, was, he was British, wasn't he? I believe so. Oh, he was a settler. He, he, yeah. Um, yeah, very confusing. But his his son and daughters. Um, no, actually, one, I think he just had one daughter. Yeah, yeah. and then his son friend. and daughter and um, and a, a friend that was just staying at the time, uh, Mary Ann Villars. Uh, they were taken prisoner, and they actually eventually escaped. You know, years down the road. I think it's like nine years later. Nine years, really? Yeah. Wow, that's a long time. I uh, should, this is considered one of the first major incursions. By Native Americans against Pennsylvanians, like or or the first, there have been an attack like right down the road on a house, but it's mm-hmm. kind of just falls under the same. And, and like and like offices. you said, they will, they will be uh, disputes. So right, you would have different killings, but nothing premeditated. Right, like, like this was a, this was a raid. It's it's a war raid exactly on civilians. Eventually, well, essentially, well, I mean, in, the, in their yes. eyes, they're not civilians but, because they're taking land, right? But and they were all armed. Everybody had guns. Yeah, it was the frontier. You yeah, got, you got to protect yourself um, from big shitting bears and Native Americans. I guess that's why we got to arm our teachers, according to Betsy DeVos. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bears. Yeah, the big bears are coming and taking over the schools. Um, anyway, uh, the Native Americans uh, also killed his neighbor. So the, yeah. the, the neighbor heard from a nearby farm heard the commotion, heard what was going on. And came on horseback and was just gunned down, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I maybe gun or tomahawks. I know tomahawks were a big part of the attack. Mm, that's a brutal way to die. Oh, it's going to be horrible. Oh, I mean, it's... it's <laughs> fucking fucking axe. But... Oh, two, my God. Uh, so two Native Americans um, approached uh, Lan- uh, Lanninger Farm. And yeah. um, I'm probably butchering that. Leininger? Leininger, yeah. Maybe. I mean, it's, it sounds super German. So I many mean, German names. Like, it, I, I use the term Euro-Americans a lot here because they weren't all British. Yeah. Like, Germans were just kind of mixed well, in. 
Yeah, there there are like like we've mentioned on the Amish episode before. People were attracted to Pennsylvania right. for a lot of reasons. One of them being how open it was. Yeah, obviously not the Native Americans, but right. <laughs> to, to, yeah, to, to they your, weren't super happy Europeans. about it. And fertile land was, and big. it was really. I mean. It's still fertile. It's nice. We're, we're the mushroom capital of the world. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about, we'll talk about the mushroom episode. heads. But, so two, two Native Americans approached the farm, and they asked for supplies. Uh, they even smoked a pipe there. And then, <laughs> as they were smoking the pipe, like, fucking badasses, they were like, all right, we're going to kill you now. Yeah, like, they we're just stood up now. and were like, we're enemies! <laughs> and attacked them and killed them. Which, which is such a power move, and it's so symbolic right? that we're, we're going to be peaceful. We're going we're gonna to smoke your peace pipe, even though... You're trying to use the pipe as a trading mechanism, right. as a way to distract me from the fact it, that you've taken my land. Exactly. It was very much a fuck you move. Yes, and I love it. I guarantee you that like, when people heard about that in Philadelphia, they're like, oh, look, they, we broke bread with them, but they, they attacked them in their own home. Of but, course. But that's not what it was at all. It was a symbolic move. Because a lot of things, and uh, this is going to be a sweeping generalization, I shouldn't do it. Do it. Do um, it, Bill. Do it. Do it. Do it. A lot of <laughs> do it. Uh, a lot of things in Native American culture is symbolism heavy. Yeah, I, I think that goes for a lot of cultures. Across a lot of, a lot of religions. Lot of, yeah, yeah. But the symbols have meaning more so than maybe they did to mm-hmm. the settlers who were very much focused on gain. Yeah, I got to get my crops. I got to get yeah. my land. I got to make a living for my family. And especially because America and Pennsylvania specifically had been billed as lands of opportunity. Yeah, and they got fucked up. Uh, yeah, right in the dickhole. Right in the dickhole. 14 total dead. And they scout bodies. Yeah. And they, they had them left on the Isle of Q, ready for people to find them. Yep. Um, apparently, when they got back, this is hearsay um, from later things, but apparently they were like had these six scalps or, or so, and they were like, it's been a good day, hunt. It's been a good hunt. <laughs> I, I, I got I got me some scalps, <laughs> which is like it's really fucked up. Yeah. But goddamn, that's cold. That's hard. It, it's it, it's really harsh. And I honestly, I, I you see the in media like the usually Wild West. So yeah. this, it is kind of new for me. I didn't realize this kind of stuff happened on the frontier side. Right. I feel like an idiot for not knowing that. But well, but like, why would you ever think about it? Cause yeah. Everything to you has always been built. The Quakers lived here. Everything was dope. Everything's really nice. And, oh, the British are here, and we don't want to be British anymore. Right. Where in, in reality, it's a lot more complex than there's that. Hu- there's a hundred years of history before that. Yeah. And this is this is a part that no one knew, but it's got some really big effects. Yeah, there's a lot that comes out of it. In the immediate aftermath, John Harris, our buddy who had the plantation, yeah. came up the Susquehanna from Carlisle, um, er- that area, he led 40 men up to get revenge as soon as like he heard about it. Mm-hmm. He didn't find them right away. He went over to Shemokin, asked where they were. Um, nobody gave anything, gave him up, and then he said... Found the bodies, though, didn't he? Yeah, he found the bodies. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck? Farmer Leroy. Oh. <laughs> or Leroy. Leroy. You think he poked him with a stick like a 1920s oh. Jersey you, Shore child? Are you live? Are you... Oh. Oh, 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 he's missing his, his scalp. Oh, no. Oh, he's done. Oh, and he did. He shit himself. I say, you boy, he did. <laughs> that boy did. After, so, after they were shut down in Shemokin, um, modern day Sunbury, they decided, like, well, I guess we'll just go the fuck home. And they actually get ambushed on the way home on the Isle of Q. Um, I think it was by the same group or by probably a different group. It was the same group. Same group, you think? Yeah, they were, they were chilling out. They were hiding in the woods and in, like, the Shemokin settlement, apparently. So, to, to, but in really quickly here, guerrilla warfare, 
as as it yeah. happened in, in the Revolutionary War, it was a big kind of turning point. Aspect. They learned it, but they learned it from the Native Americans, yeah. and it was so effective because you go in, you're in an area that you know pretty well, but not yeah. nearly as well as the Native Americans did, and you leave yourself so vulnerable. Oh man, they were like strung out across, like cr- trying to cross water, I think, and all in of a sudden, fucking line, and just sh- boom, 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 shot. Um, Tomahawk. And they actually were able to return shots. People died on both sides. Mm-hmm. It wasn't very many. It was like two, two and two or something like that. But they got should have gone should have gone to PKs. <laughs> what? Well, I was tied. You put a soccer reference in this? <laughs> a European football reference into a podcast about Native Americans? I love it. Should have been lacrosse. I love it. Should have been lacrosse. <laughs> Oh. Too bad we can't talk about that massacre. That one oh, was cool. I'm sorry. Keep going, Bill. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so they <laughs> they failed in their mission, essentially. Yeah, and good... Fuck John Harris, yeah, dude. dude. That guy's that a guy's dick. That guy's an asshole. When I was researching, his name came up so much of just being in the middle of the shit. Did he... He, did he, he didn't die, did he? No, that, Yeah, he didn't die. That would have been I shouldn't, so funny. It would have been fucking justice. They would have made movies about it, and he would have been like the, the stupid British villain. That Apparently like, a movie was made and shown at the Lewisburg Campus Theater. No. And I'm mad I wasn't consulted. Because hmm. it was after I graduated college. So, but Was that at Bucknell, I'm guessing? Was that no, at Lewisburg? Or not Lewisburg. Uh, no, the Campus Theater. Oh. Do you know the Campus Theater? Mm. It's, it's, it's a little theater. It's in the town. Gotcha. Um, old Old-timey theater. After that, the attackers split up into different groups. Um, some continued east and raided all the way into Berks and Lebanon counties. Wow. Yeah, they were like... That's pretty far east. Yeah, yeah. They, it was a war path. And that's actually where the term comes from, is a path of war that Native Americans would hmm. uh, tread. So in 56, Fort Augusta is built in where actually Shimokin was, basically. I think here, I, we should have mentioned this earlier, where all of this is, is where the two forks of the Susquehanna meet. Uh, it's the confluence and then become one. So it's a, it's a really strategically important area of the state for shipping lanes. Right. But also a lot of people travel by boat then. Because so it's, so it's, a high, it's a high volume area yeah. of people. And- so you can fish, you can move, you can travel. Um, that's why Sh- the Shimokan settlement was there. It's funny. They got to the Shimokan settlement and it was just burned to the ground. No bodies or anything. I They don't know what happened. I think they torched, the Native Americans tortured themselves and just got the fuck out of there. Right. But so King George himself decided where Fort Augusta was going to go. That's where the name Augusta comes from. It's the August body that chose it. Hmm. So he wanted it right at the confluence of the rivers. So do you think some someone brought up to his attention and say, oh, this happened. And then, all right, fuck it. Let's build this huge fort. I think right so, yeah. exactly where that happened. Yeah, that's exactly what happened, actually. And he looked at strategic. Because right. we always call him King George the Mad. But the man was pretty sharp for a part of his life. Yeah, and and this is bef- this is before the Revolutionary War. Right, he, he had he had still had some of his wits about him. Right. So the and then the Augusta Regiment itself patrolled the land, and this was an elite regiment. They were engineers. They were elite soldiers. So they were shook, then, were they? Yeah. Yeah. And this fort was so strong on us that nobody ever attacked it, except <laughs> there was a murder that happened outside of it. This one a um, murder, like yeah, a, like a murder mystery kind of murder. No, we know what happened. Ah, damn. Um, this one soldier was out by this little spring. It's now called the Bloody Springs and was filling up his canteen or maybe he was taking a piss or something. I don't know that they have fucking latrines. Pissing into his canteen. I hope so. <laughs> Dumb British fuck. <laughs> Oi, me, me canteen's <laughs> full. Me canteen's full on Bear Grylls. 
Baker has actually fought in this. Did you know that? I, you know, I did hear yeah. that. I thought it was untrue, but then I looked at his service record and was amazed he's that a he sniper. was sniper. Yeah, and he served piss to all his it. campmates. He's a sniper cook. Yeah, <laughs> bullets of piss. <laughs> so, uh, so, so back to the fort. Um, yeah, so uh, back to the blaze. Yeah, blaze spring. Um, this one soldier was just killed outside of it by two Native Americans. They caught him and killed him. Okay, but but it was outside of the fort though. Yeah. Yeah. So the fort itself was never attacked. It's gone. Everything's gone. It was wooden. Yeah. If you look up designs for it, it's a really, like, it looks impregnable. Hmm. The only things left are a well and a powder magazine, which still has black powder in it, so we were never allowed to go in it. Um, and there's a museum there, the Fort Augusta Museum. It's really interesting, actually. They have some neat uh, cannons and uniforms and stuff like that. It's pretty cool how you just grew up there, you know? Yeah, like, it's, and I think it's something people, a lot of people take for granted. Yeah. I went to history camp there. Gotcha. History camp? Yeah. God, that I, I sounds would, really kind of cool. Honestly, I would go. I'd super go, nerdy, but super but cool. But sounds really, really nerdy. How old were you? Like a teenager? Or like I was, No, I was a kid. Um, I went to two different history camps. One there and one at the Joseph Priestley house, <laughs> um, which we're definitely doing a Joseph Priestley <laughs> episode. Um, the man discovered oxygen. So, sounds great. And made... Carbonated beverage. Carbonated, yep. Yeah, he, he's but, one that... Yeah. He, and, he made sparkling water. That was his yep. thing, right? Yeah. And they founded the Unitarian Church. Yeah. The dude was fascinating. Yeah. He's... Big friends with Thomas Jefferson and all, all right, that. For a different episode. Yeah, different episode, yeah, because I'm going to go off on him, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used to volunteer at his house. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Going back to that time period now, hostilities continued and honestly escalated along the frontier. It keeps getting pushed farther west. Mm-hmm. They keep fighting. They keep killing each other. And it's really, really now when... Because they kept... The sellers kept asking for help from Philly. And they just couldn't afford to send them. They didn't have it in the budget. So they were like, well, fuck you guys. I guess we'll take care of it ourselves. So they're all killing each other. They're all fighting. And this is where you get that dichotomy between the two groups. We are, this is really where it comes out that we're frontiersmen. We're not Philadelphia. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, how could you not feel that way? I mean, I would feel super fucking, I mean, literally attacked. They are literally attacked and then also attacked by who was supposed to be their allies. Yeah. And then just the racism escalates its slaughter becomes unofficially sanctioned honestly um because the government just can't handle it yeah hey, you're not you're not going to go to court and and have these speeches you're just going to take care of what you need right. and it just keeps escalating and yeah uh yeah it's pretty harsh stuff but it is it's it's a little heavy topic honestly like yeah. maybe not our funniest episode could you say this is one of the i mean obviously trail of tears happens but is this one of the big moving points from the Native Americans leaving Pennsylvania? For sure. I mean, Trail of Tears doesn't happen for a long time. Yeah, 1800s, but yeah. this is um, kind of a... But this is this is a turning point in... Pe- I Honestly, I consider it a big turning point in PA history for the way the rest of this... Because the way the state gets set up with it pushing out farther west. Because you look at PA on a map, it's pretty big. Mm-hmm. It's not clearly not the biggest state. Right. Uh, but it's six hours across it. Yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, it, yeah, it's... Well, that's pretty it's big. Six hours across. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a it's not a small state. It's not Connecticut for God's sake. Yeah. Right. It's not Rhode Island. Yeah. Um, it's bigger than Austria. Pennsylvania is bigger than Austria. Pennsylvania is bigger than Austria. Wow. Right. Well, perspective. Yeah. Like it's it's bigger than certain countries. Yeah. So the goofs weren't all the way through this episode. It wasn't a popping happy episode. Yeah. It's not Fred Rogers. It's not. Also, I'm so mad at you still for having all those sex references in the, in, in the Mr. Rogers I'm, episode. Yeah. Do you want some here about... Yeah, give, give, me, give me a good one. Well, 
I'm it's, wondering if John Harris tried to fuck some of those bodies. That is so beyond what? <laughs> when I said poking him with a stick, I didn't mean a stick. Oh, I meant his dick. His dick stick. His dick stick. Oh, I, I mean, you, thinking with your dick stick. You already Jimmy. did the beaver thing, so that was. Winona's pretty... big brown beaver. Yeah. To yep. <laughs> make the same joke twice in two episodes. <laughs> It's a callback. It's a callback. It's a callback. Uh, uh, well, I think this is a good point to remind everyone to, if you like, I don't know how you still like it if you keep, if you're yeah. after that reference, but. <laughs> what, you don't like Primus? Primus is amazing. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Share, share the load, Frodo. You know. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's a good, that's yeah, a better you reference. Got, you gotta, you know, sh- share us and yeah, talk like, about like us. Like and subscribe. And like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Make them listen. Just sit with them in a room or stare a locked them, car. Stare them down. And stare them in the eyes the whole time. Listen to our smooth, velvety, velvety maybe voices. A, maybe bribe them with a Snickers bar. Give them a Snickers bar. Yeah. Give them an earbud. I'm kind of hungry now. Hey. kind of hungry. Follow me into this sweet night. <laughs> but we, we appreciate all the support and... You know, keep on listening, like and subscribe. Seriously, you guys are the best. Yeah, um, we have a we have a town name, don't we? Though this is a town. Well, is it, is it a, is it a town? It's not a town. It is. You know, there's only one town in PA. Ah, Bloomsbury. Okay, well, right, um, it's a township or whatever. Yeah, it's it's a. It might even be a borough. Honestly, it's probably a borough. Well, what um, about Bill? Speaking of correction, I did this on social media, but. Uh, I referred to Northumberland as a village or hamlet in our first episode. It's a borough. My brother texted me real mad. Was he really mad? He was just like, what's wrong with you? Are you an idiot? And I was like, yeah, Wait, Tom. Bill, you're the historian. Why don't you know that? I don't live there anymore. So it's just gone? You forgot it? If you move away from, <laughs> Phil- you move away from Philadelphia... And you I, will, I will forget it's a World Heritage if, site. Say you move to Pittsburgh or something and... Ooh. Philadelphia. Yeah. Pittsburgh's really nice. No, it's a nice me? city. I just don't like the Steelers. But say, yeah, fuck Steelers. And the, but, or the Pens. But say... Or the Pirates. Let's... <laughs> Say you move out of Pittsburgh, are you just gonna forget about Philadelphia being being a city? Being a city, or oh yeah, Philadelphia. That's 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 that a place, hamlet. That's a place I live. Is that a village? <laughs> I don't know why I the forgot logic the is so flawed. <laughs> yeah, well, so, most so of my logic is. What's the what's the borough? This is bird in hand. Bird in hand, like three words, all hyphenated. So I guess one word: bird oh, hyphen in hyphen hand. So like the reference: a bird in hand is worth two in a bush. Exactly, and I love to have my birds in bushes. <laughs> We just can't escape the really bad jokes, and they're not even funny. They're just ma- they make me cringe. They're a little uncomfortable. And they maybe they, we should cut that one. No, we're not. I'm not going to because no, I'm not going to cut it because your face was so happy when you said it. <laughs> so happy. And I want to make sure that the audience knows just knows how I'm a happy bad person. Bill is when he makes these stupid shit burn head and doing a bush vagina references. <laughs> he loves it. I just love birds uh, and bushes. Man. Well, on on that note, shrubberies. Oh um, man! Do you want to know about like why guy's name? Yeah, give me give me give me some info. So, according to this website that I found, <laughs> uh, the community was founded in 1734, which is old. I guess it was on the old Philly. It's near Lancaster, and it's between Lancaster and Philly. Oh, so um, we could we could totally drive out there. We, yeah, we could go out there. Like. Um, Half an hour ago. But according to legend, two road surveyors on the old Philadelphia Pike between Lancaster and Philadelphia discussed whether they should stay at their present location or go on to the town of Lancaster. One of them said, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. And so they stayed. And that's how the town got they they, They literally... Go ahead. I was going to say, they literally just took the saying. It's so lazy. Could you imagine naming another town after a stupid saying like that in context? Like... I, I, I'm trying to think of one that would be just as weird. Um, 
<laughs> horse cart. Oh, don't. Should we settle here? Don't put the so, cart before the horse. So is money the banana stand. <laughs> <laughs> banana stand township. <laughs> banana stand PA. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's worse than like Smithville or something like that. It's super lazy. Yeah, Smithville's pretty lazy. It's just, it's the same kind of, like, so it's either you name it after the, the founder of the town, or right. you name it after a stupid fucking saying like that. Yeah, I guess. Or, like, a feature, or an old, like, Northumberland is Northumberland, England. Oh, yeah, well, a lot of them are just taken from yeah. the from the UK, which is... Or well, other places, too. Mostly. We should, why don't we have Reykjavik? Reyk- New Reykjavik, Pennsylvania. New Reykjavik, Pennsylvania. Do we have a high amount of Iceland? No. Iceland- is that Icelandic? Is that Ice- the- yeah. Icelander? Yeah. It's Ice- Icelander sounds like... A- that is sounds it- dope. It sounds really stupid. Yeah, no? Icelandic no. sounds cool. Oh. Well, on that note, <laughs> thank you for listening. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. I am Anastas. And I'm Bill. And this has been the Up Podcast. Hope you have a nice day. Bye.